Hello everyone, welcome back. This is the Surviving the Suck podcast. You are listening to season two, and we are actually in the process of wrapping things up of season two. So I'm bringing out some of my best players for the final episodes of season two. And one of those best players I have with me today, I have one of my good friends, Isaiah Rea, and he is just such an amazing person. He's been a great friend. I met him actually through my church program called Tech, which you should make a Tech Weekend if you haven't, but side note, I met him through Tech and he's just been such a good friend. He's a huge supporter of the Gray Matters and has really honestly just been such an instrument into what we do with the Gray Matters. He actually helped us get a chapter started at Moline High School. So he's doing awesome things in the Quad Cities, in the community, and just the person that he is. Because Isaiah, you are just awesome. And I feel like you've had such an impact on me and you probably don't even know that because you're just so funny and you also have a huge heart. And I feel like you're also one of those people that you speak with your actions and not just your words. And I love that. So guys, this is Isaiah and he is one of my coolest friends ever. So with that being said, Isaiah, I'm going to let you follow that up and introduce yourself a little bit more so my audience can get to know you. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. I'm Isaiah Rea. Uh, I'm 19 years old. I'm getting kind of old nowadays. Um, I'm a freshman at Blackhawk College studying computer sciences. I also have a full-time job at a hotel while trying to chase my dream of being a streamer. If you guys don't know what that is, it's like you stream on Twitch. And you basically like have a, a community you build up that people watch you. And, you know, I'm just happy to be here. You know, met Haley kind of, she was kind of scared of me. Don't, she's not going to tell you that, but, <laughs> but this year and uh, she's made a huge impact on my life and I'm happy to be here. Oh, oh my gosh. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> no, seriously, you are such a great person. And I couldn't think of anyone better to be on this podcast, surviving the suck because, you know, and, and my audience knows this too. Like you guys know that when we talk about the suck, we're talking about life circumstances. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about suicidal thoughts. We're talking about all kinds of things that really matter in today's world. So with that being said, you know, I think right now it's such a strange time because there's the holidays and people are really busy. It feels like people are getting sick which by the way, I was sick for like three weeks. And that's why my voice sounds kind of weird for those of you who listen to the podcast all the time. My voice sounds different because I'm recovering from this sickness. And even when I was sick, like I found my mental health was really kind of bad because I wasn't able to see as many friends. I wasn't able to do the things that I normally would do. And so I feel like there's so many people who are just going through all kinds of different stuff and we really need each other right now. So Isaiah, I know that you've been super instrumental with the gray matters and you've been super supportive of foster's voice and the tech program. Why is mental health so important to you? And what do you think we need to do to make an even bigger impact in this area? I mean, yeah, like mental health, it's, it's never an easy topic, like suicide, depression, anxiety, all the things that are scary. And it's like, your mind is a scary thing. And like, people talk about like the people that, die and try to commit suicide and it's terrible mm -hmm. but like what i want to stress more is like the thinkers like everyone thinks whether we like it like or not like we all happy or like we're also but like we also all have a dark side you know mm -hmm. so like the worst times 
whether it's getting a bad grade or on a test or like not living your potential, like it's always going to get better, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, if I died, like something like you ever get that mindset, like if you died, like who would care, you know? Mm, yeah. And I th- I'm like a really big believer that like, you may not know like anybody, like you may not think anybody that like loves you or anything. And I think like, there's always going to be something, someone that throws you that rope mm. and it's just going to be your job to climb it. And you always can get back up. Like, like for me personally, I've like, yeah, I've thought about it. Like, you know, I have to kill myself and like, who would care if I did, but I'll tell you the one thing that people that care would be in so much pain and you wouldn't be able to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And most people like, they don't want to kill themselves. They want to like, kill something inside them Mm, yeah and they don't like like they don't like they wanted they wish they could be something else they don't like who they're being today or like like what's coming after them like they feel like the world's against them and sometimes it does feel like that and the one thing we can do is get back up yeah yeah it's the truth. I actually love what you said about, um, I feel there are a lot of people who are suicidal and I love that you said, like, it's not necessarily that they do want to actually kill themselves. Um, it's a lot of times they want to kill something inside them or that pain to end. And when I was prepping for my Ted talk back in 2020, my main message of that talk was going to be almost every suicidal person that I've met, it's not that they truly want to die. They just don't want to live the life that they're currently living. And I think that's exactly what you were saying is a lot of times I feel like people get so far into the suck. They get so far into the depression, the anxiety. um, And then there's additional stressors, right? Like if you're a student right now, additional stressors from school or sports or whatever it is too. And you're expected to do more with less, you know, and you don't have the mental capacity or the emotions um, or the ability to think kind of like you were saying too. So it's, it's just such an important topic. I feel like, especially right now, because the holidays are so triggering for a lot of people who've lost loved ones, or maybe this is the first Christmas without that person who died by suicide in your family or, or different things like that. And even for people with depression, like I know sometimes I look at the holidays and I think to myself, gosh, you know, this is such a good time where everyone can come together and family can be together and all these things. But the thing about depression is that you could be in a room full of people and still feel like the loneliest person in the room. And that loneliness comes from within. And um, I don't know. I just love what you said about, you know, wanting to kill something within yourself. And it's not necessarily that you want your life to end. Cause I think that does get misconstrued a lot of times. So it's just super important, but you know, I know too, like, I know Isaiah, you have friends who have mental health issues and I struggle personally as well. And I found that a lot of times my own friends don't know how to help me. I don't sometimes don't always know how to help my friends who struggle. Do you have any advice for anyone who's maybe listening to this and they either have a friend who's struggling or maybe their friends are not super supportive and they don't really know how to talk to them about it? Yeah, I, I actually have this thing I wrote down. I like so Ooh. like <laughs> I love so, that. So, 
so like you never really know what to say yeah like no matter what but i mean you could take this as you want it i guess i'll read it it's we're all different and whether we like it or not there's only one of us and living in this one life is more than you can ask for and then some people didn't wake up today some people didn't even get to reach their first breath some people lost the closest thing they had to them some people did commit suicide today but you're still here Mm. so i just think it's like yeah you you may feel like you're alone and no one's there for you but you're still here you're you still made it this far there's you still have your reason like your story isn't over yet Mm. yeah that's that's powerful stuff i i love that and i think it's hard too because I think there are so many people who are holding on and don't feel like they matter to anyone or, or, and even they feel like they're a burden. You know, I saw a TikTok last night where they were talking about how so many people who struggle feel like they're a burden to other people. And a lot of times those other people, it's not really that you're a burden to them. They just don't necessarily like know how to help you or they don't know what to say. So it comes off wrong. And I think that's really hard because if you're someone kind of like you were saying, you know, who struggles and your friends aren't super supportive and you feel super alone. um, Just know that you truly are never actually alone. And a lot of times your brain can lie to you and make you feel that way, even though you really aren't. It's just, it's amazing. There are actual psychology tricks where you can actually trick your brain into thinking something different and distract yourself. And I was just talking to someone in my family the other day about when I'm triggered, um, something that I do is I immediately will like deflect. So I'll immediately try really hard to change my thoughts or distract myself because that helps me. And, um, I even saw something last night again, TikTok. I was on TikTok like one in the morning last night, Isaiah, (laughs) but I saw this TikTok and I just loved it. And I was like, Oh, I got to say this in my podcast with Isaiah is this guy was talking about, when you're triggered or when you're overwhelmed or when you're in a situation where you even are suicidal and you don't feel like you want to live anymore, something that you could do within 30 seconds is write all of your thoughts down as many of your thoughts and your issues down on a piece of paper, and then cross out the things that you can't control. And then look at the things that you can control and be like, okay, now let's look at these things and how can I better help these situations or how can I make this better for myself? And I just thought that was really cool. I don't know. I feel like I know you're on TikTok, right, Isaiah? Yeah, like everybody, everybody else in the entire world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I I tend to bash on social media a lot because I do think that it can be very detrimental to people. But TikTok has actually helped me a lot because it's a great source of distraction. It makes me laugh. And I also learned a lot about myself and I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, have you like learned anything about mental health on TikTok? Have you seen any of those? I will say TikTok is, well, social media can get bad, but I will say TikTok, like the algorithm it has, it's the videos it shows you is the videos you like. Mm-hmm. Like, so for me, when I go on TikTok right now, like it would be like, it's all motivation stuff or like, someone preaching to God and all that. And like, there's like, it's all going to be okay. like that. So I feel, I mean, for me, TikTok has had like a big impact and I've, I've definitely learned some stuff that I didn't know before on that app. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great, I feel like it's a great app, but then there's the flip side of it of, have you heard of Yik Yak? 
No, I, I don't know what that is. Okay, so I wow, I feel like a young person now because you don't even know what it is, and I'm like, hey, I know. Oh, it. I thought she was gonna say I'm old. <laughs> no, no. So Yik Yak, I feel old actually, but Yik Yak. Apparently, this was this app that <clears throat> was here years ago, and then it got banned. I think from the App Store, and then they brought it back. So it's basically this app where it's all anonymous. So you can make an account under any name. And I guess people can go on there and like make all kinds of accusations or rumors or whatever it is. And then I, I think people either vote if they it's true or they can comment or all this stuff. And I've heard that it coming back, especially at colleges, it's been so detrimental to people. And I just think social media in general, I feel is more causes more harm than good. But what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like it there are some good sides to it. Like, what do you, what do you think about social media and mental health? Uh, it's definitely up in the air. Like for me, I've deleted Snapchat like a couple of times. I actually just recently I have, cause like sometimes it just gets to your head. Yeah. And like, I don't want to sound like, like, a, like a, a young person, but like, that's all the people use nowadays, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's like, they don't know they have a number on their phone or something, but um, I say some social media can be good uh instagram it's more or less how you use it yeah i would agree with that it's either it could be you comparing yourself to people or it can just be you sharing your memories of everybody else Mm -hmm. so it's more or less how you take it and then snapchat uh i want to say snapchat is probably the worst social media (laughs) uh i don't really go on twitter too much but snapchat is if you do, if you deleted it right now, like you realize who are your real friends mm-hmm. and who are not your real friends. Like if they really, people really want to talk to you, they would like text your number. So I say Snapchat and then Twitter. I mean, I know Twitter can definitely get bad. People are definitely, people are, are kind of mean sometimes <laughs> uh, on Twitter. But uh, for me, I've had too many encounters of this, so I can't really say much on it. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I feel like, um, actually my I, so I have two different twitter accounts my like main one is kind of like my public one quote unquote and then my other one is my actual twitter where like i actually follow accounts that i like and actually like don't follow people that i don't want to hear from i don't know it's i feel like it's such a game like it's, i have the same thing like like right? for me like i have a regular twitter for me and then i have like a, a gaming twitter for like yeah like, like all that stuff yeah yeah and it's it's crazy because i feel like it is such a game. It's like you follow people. Like I only follow someone if they are following me back. Yeah. If they unfollow me, I get upset. Cause I'm like, why did they unfollow me? Did I post something that made them upset and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just so weird. Like we play these games in our head and then it's, I feel it causes so much anxiety. And like you said, Snapchat, I feel like Snapchat, all it is, is it's just FOMO for everyone. Like, it's like, you are seeing everyone else live their best lives and do all these things. And then you're like, Oh, well, I'm not doing that. Or I wasn't invited to that or all these things. And it can be really, um, I don't know. I I feel like it can cause a great deal of anxiety and depression too. So yeah. Yeah. Like, like what's it called? Well, you were, you were just saying about like the follow back thing. It's like, we build this expectation up in our head, like, Oh, they have more followers than me. Yeah. So that means that we put them on a higher pedestal like that. Like it just like 
it's not like it's true. Like we're all like the same, but like, it's, it just, we just build this thing in our head and like people do so much just to get a follow. Yeah. And like, like, what does it really mean? You know, like nothing. It's just, it's like, I wrote about it in class once it was like, was social media bad or not bad? And I feel like people just build this. They make it like, it's so like such a big space between everybody. Like say someone's verified and has like millions of followers, like, we're not allowed to talk to him because we're, you know, have done like a hundred followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And honestly, that's such a good point because I feel like in a way that is placing more value on someone else than another person. Like if I had, let's say you had millions of followers and I had a hundred followers, like that, my worth is still like, I'm still just as valuable as a human being than you are. But in the Instagram world, like I can't even talk to you. I can't even message you or try to be your friend because you're way up there. You're almost like this idolized person. Um, That's such a good point. And I don't know. It just the whole thing is just really weird when you think about it, because even most of the pictures that are posted or even videos for that stuff, like they're all photoshopped. They're all edited. A lot of the stuff like it's not even real. So we're living in this world that's not even reality. And then, of course, we beat ourselves up at the end of the day. Like I, someone in my life once told me that social media, all it is, is you judging someone else and them judging you. And whether it's intentional or not, like subconsciously, we are still judging people because we're like, oh, that person's there. This person's doing that. This person's wearing that. And I, I don't know. I just don't think that's healthy. Yeah, like. Uh, like a friend of mine, he's, he's a little, he's older. Like they, like they didn't have Snapchat and all that. Like when they were younger and he was telling me like when he was younger, they went to like, it was like, say something happened at a party. And nowadays we have like social media and like phones that people can just take pictures and everybody will know. And they don't even have to be at the party. And like back then it happened, like who was at the party? Like it didn't really matter, you know? But like nowadays people will take pictures and post it online and and that can get to your like people's head and like thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's so it's it's so misconstrued because I even remember being in college and like I would go to a sorority event or whatever, or, like a formal dancer and I would take Snapchats and like be like, oh, this is good for my story. It looks like I'm having so much fun. But I actually was like miserable and I wanted to go home and I hated it. And I'm sure the people who are watching were probably like, wow, Haley's out having so much fun or, you know, she's doing this or that. And it's like, no, I was miserable. So it just, it can be so deceiving. And I think we have to be really careful with that. And I am, I am a little worried about the future generations who are growing up with this there all the time. Yeah. Like my older brother once told me, like he said, are you doing it? Cause you want to do it. Or are you doing it for the image? Mm. Like people like, like, in high school, like high school, I don't think, like, I mean, some it's, high school is either a peak of your life or it's something you want to get through. Mm-hmm. And for me, high school, it was just, I just, you know, it's, it was just, I, well, I didn't really like school to be honest, but no, who really likes school? So, uh, but like we, we built it up, like the people that were so like, say, so unquote popular mm-hmm. that we made it seem like we were beneath them. Like, Oh, they're they play football. We can't we can't talk to them. They're too cool for us, you know. Like that's just not how it is. Like we're all we're all the same. Like we're, like what's what makes us all different? Like just because I don't play that sport doesn't mean you know 
we're not, I'm not allowed to talk to you or like I'm beneath you. Yes. Yeah. We need to stop as a society. We really need to stop putting people up on a pedestal, you know, because I think sometimes we start to idolize these celebrities or even just those people in your community or your, you know, your high schools or whatever, who put you up on this pedestal. And I don't, A, I don't think it's fair to the people who are put on the pedestal because then they have a different microscope looking at them that they have to be perfect and they have to be all these things. And then to the people who aren't on the pedestal, it feels like you aren't worthy enough to be friends with that person or worthy enough to talk to those people, like you said. And I think it's really, it's a dangerous game because we're teaching people that you don't have worth or value because you don't have as many followers as this person, or you don't play football or you don't do the, these things, but it's like, okay, maybe I don't have those things, but I'm a really good person and I'm a kind person and I'm a generous person. And, and that to me is more successful than, you know, having millions of followers on social media. I, I think it just, it really depends on how you measure happiness and success in your life. And it's different for everyone, you know? Yeah. Like social media for me, like my parents, like the way my parents raised me, it was like, they, they didn't want us to be quote unquote soft. Mm, so, yeah. so we, we don't, we don't care what people think like, and that that's, a, well, that's a really good thing for me and all of us. Cause we, no matter what we do, like, like what's going to happen, you know, like, <laughs> like we're just going to get a laugh out of it and it's whatever. Yeah. And so like, like the stuff has been said and done to me, but like, you know, it's like, it doesn't really matter. You know, like, is it gonna, I'm still here. Is it going to like, you know, mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I remember in, in middle school, my buddy, he like, so the food at middle school was terrible. I'm going to be honest, but uh, he got, he, we, he got it once and it was like, it was like, he didn't like the It was like spaghetti and meatballs, but he didn't like the spaghetti. So he only got the meatballs and the way he ate the like meatballs, people made fun of him for it. And then he sat next to me and he was like, and he, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, usually don't sit next to me. What's up? And he's like, cause you're the only one that doesn't make fun of me when I make, eat the meatballs, like meatballs like this. And then, and then I was like, I was like, why would people make fun of you for making the meatballs? He's like, I don't know. And then I, every day we sat with each other after that. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so cool that he thought that you were like a safe person for that. You know? Yeah. It's my, like my, my, uh, my buddy, he was from a different country. He's, he's cool. I learned a lot from him. Yeah. And that's like the coolest thing ever is when you are in those situations. I almost feel like God sometimes puts us in those situations and then we learn so much from those people too. But, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's just, I feel even the spirit of bullying has gotten, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's gotten worse in a different way because I was talking to my grandparents about this and they were like, oh, you know, bullying's always always been there you know just back in the day they used to actually kick the kick the crap out of people and now you get beat up in a different way you get beat up online in front of the whole world right and that's a really scary thing because you know a lot of even if some of it isn't true like things that people put out on social media then that person's whole life becomes just out in front of the world and even if it's not necessarily true I don't know it just it's really scary. And I also know from the brain side of it too, that with bullying and social media and all these things that are going on in today's world, the news that we have out there available to us, 
our nervous systems were not designed to withhold this much information within a day. So our nervous systems are just constantly overwhelmed. And of course we have no peace of mind today, you know, like with these phones all the time on us and constantly getting notifications and messages. And I mean, it just, we're, we're frantic all the time. I don't know. Have you seen that meme of the like frantic Elmo? That's like just losing its mind. It's Elmo. It's so funny. And I, I just constantly think of that because it's like the frazzled Elmo. Like that's who we are now as a society. We have no peace of mind. How can you in today's world? Like, I will say bullying. I would say it's definitely worse now than it was like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, 20 years ago, like, yeah, bullying, like, like, hey, they put you against the locker and then like beat the crap out of you. And yeah, that's terrible. Definitely should not do that. But today it it can break you down mentally mm-hmm. and make it so you hurt more people than you just hurting yourself. Cause like, say you do push the limits and you do just fall off the edge and you're not here anymore. The people that are around you and that love you, they, that that's going to hurt like for a lifetime, especially I, I read this quote once. It was like, your parents should never lose their kid first. It should always be the other way around. Because if you lose your pay, if, if like, say my mom and dad, like when they die of old age, we're going to, we're going to be happy because we were with our, like, they were with our lives and they're like, we're like, that's, that's where it was supposed to go. That's how it's supposed to be. But if your kid dies before you, they're never going to forget that. They're never going to, like, they're always going to feel that pain every day, realizing that their kid was gone before you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's such a that's such a traumatic loss for a parent. I can't even imagine, you know, cause obviously you and I, we don't have kids, but I mean, I know what it's like to love my dog. And like when my dog dies, I'm like severely depressed and I can't even imagine what it's like to have a child that you raise. And oh my gosh, I mean, it just, that kind of loss is really hard. And I was talking this weekend with a friend who, um, his dad, his ex-wife and his daughter all died by suicide. So he's had three losses by suicide. And um, I was talking to him specifically about his daughter because um, I think she was around my age when she died by suicide. And we were just talking a little bit. And I mean, it's just the pain. It just never goes away. And I remember even Kevin Atwood, when he talked about um, losing Foster, he's like, the only thing that got me through it was the shock, you know? that shock of the trauma numbed the emotion so much that I could survive the suck that I could get through a little piece of that. But I think what people really need to remember about loss even too, is like, um, you know, after the shock wears off, that's when people really need support and community. And at that point, a lot of times all the community has gone away because they're there for the shock of it. And so it's just really important. Like, and I think even just in a general sense to always check in on your friends and family, because you never know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. I mean, God forbid something ever happened to either one of us, but you know, it's like, I feel uh, oftentimes we really need to be mindful that this could be your last day on earth. And what do you want to do with it? Yeah. Like uh, I saw a thing, and I said, some days you wake up and you feel amazing. 
And then some days you wake up and you don't know if you ever felt okay in the first place. And then you just want to crawl up in a ball and cry your eyes out. But what people don't know is that's okay. Yeah. And it's just a process of recovery. And like you said, what Kevin said, he said the shock. I feel like that's what a lot of people do. They get used to the pain and then they just, they just live with it. Mm -hmm. They don't ever just like, like try to like accept it. They just like, let it be there and just say, Hey, you know, I just go on. Mm. Yeah. And that, and that's the scary thing too, about pain is pain demands to be felt and whether that's physical pain, but especially emotional and mental pain, when you're going through the suck or you're struggling, like that pain demands to be felt no matter what you do to distract yourself. Like sometimes you just, I remember my therapist told me one time, she's like, confront it. Like if, if that emo, if those emotions are coming up, like allow yourself to feel them because your brain is trying to communicate with you that you need to feel these emotions as hard as it's going to be, do it in a safe way with the right people around you or, you know, whatever way is going to be comfortable for you, but allow yourself to feel that because, you know, you can feel numb for so long and you can push things down, you can suppress things, but they're going to creep up eventually and you got to deal with it. It's, you know, some sooner or later. So I love that you even talked about like the recovery process because that is part of the recovery process. It's not linear. I, I wish there was a one size fits all. I wish everyone could heal from their trauma in their life because everyone experiences trauma at some point, but you know, it's not, it's not linear. It's so up and down and there's, there shouldn't be a timeline on that either, because I, I can't tell you the amount of times where, you know, like two years ago, I had something really traumatic happen and the amount of times that I am up and down about it. And I'll think to myself, oh, I should be over that. Like, even my friends sometimes or my family will be like, oh, you should be over that. That was such, you know, that was a long time ago, but I'm like, no, like the healing process is not linear. And sometimes triggers enhance that and make it worse. And yeah, I don't know. It it is a process. It's not easy. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, people don't realize is you don't have to do it alone. Like, Mm. like you have, like, you can have your loved ones, your friends, like for me personally, my friends have like, like my friends I've met this year, like are probably some of the greatest friends I'm ever going to meet in my entire life. Like if I, I look back, like look back like a year ago, there's so many people in your life that you may not even like, like knew you were going to meet. And just like the thought of not having it in my life now is like unbearable. And I'm just so grateful that all the friends like I've met now can help me with these kind of things. And I think that everyone should be able to have those people to help, especially your parents. I know that some people's parents are like, are like, like personally, like my parents were like, weren't all, they were skeptical about it. Like I love my parents. I want to throw them under a bus here, but <laughs> they, they were skeptical about it. And then when we went to that great matters event, uh, you were there when my mom spoke up, like, I didn't like, like we, we knew, I knew, we knew like my mom started, but we didn't know how much it was hurting her. Mm. And just for her speaking up like that, like that just, it showed me a different image of my mom and like, like now, now we could talk to each other and oh. just, just like that connection is like just there now. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And it, I love that you said um, that you guys can talk to each other about it now. Cause sometimes it does take those moments. Like, I, I feel like a lot of times with friends and family, there's this invisible wall that it's harder to talk 
to the people that you're closest to than it is a complete stranger. And I don't know exactly why that is sometimes. Like I could go to a complete stranger, like a therapist or, you know, someone literally off the streets and tell them my deepest, darkest traumas. But like with my closest friends and family, it's so hard for me to do that. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's like expectations or you just feel like you can't, you don't want to bother them with it or I don't know. But I love that you and your mom can talk about these things openly too. And and your friends, you have such an awesome friend group. Because a lot of your friends are my friends too. And they're they're just good people. Yeah. I want to like what, what you just said, you like, like uh, it's harder to talk to your family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like I have this, I have the same problem too. I feel like it's because you think that it would, it would be their fault because they raised you like that. Yeah. And they're like, no, like you're fine. Like we didn't raise you to be like that, mm-hmm. but like, it's okay to be, feel however you want to feel. And you could talk, you could talk to like, like some people like don't have the best relationship with their parents or all that. And there's always going to be someone, whether it's now or down the line that you're going to meet and you're going to change their lives. Like, like you're going to forge an unbreakable bond with them. Really realize if you know it now or not. Mm. And for some people, I met some of the people now and it went like, when you meet that person, like you can just let it all go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and break down all those walls and expectations of who you need to be and just be authentically you. You know, I think, I think so many times we forget that we're human and we go without being human for so long because we feel like we have to be perfect and we have to, you know, exceed in school and exceed in work or whatever it is and almost be this non-human person, but we are human. We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to struggle. And I can even tell you as, you know, someone who's helping lead this movement of the gray matters, there's been so many times where I've beaten myself up for being too depressed to get things done on time. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm literally helping with this mental health. Like I'm, I'm doing this mental health work. And here I am saying that I can't be depressed and I can't have bad days. So it's, I think it's everyone. Everyone does this. We all beat ourselves up and I don't know. I I hope that we continue because I think COVID has helped, but I really hope that even as we move out of the pandemic, I really hope that we continue to be more human and like, no, it's okay to, you know, allow yourself to be sick when you're sick, allow yourself to have those mental health days. If you need them. I just think that we, we have to slow down. We can't go back to the way things were. Yeah. Like, Everybody, everybody, like people, like some people just said, like they can't accept, like, the, like you said, like you can still feel sad and depressed and all that. Mm. Like we're all human. Like this might sound corny, but I listen to a lot of Shawn Mendes and Shawn Mendes once said in the song, he says, we all lay under the same stars. Mm. So we're all like, it, it's okay to all be, we can all be sad. We're going to have dark days sometimes in our life, but tomorrow, say like today, say today, today's a dark day tomorrow it's going to be in the past the next day after that it's going to be in the past and some people always say like they look back on the best memories they have but why do that when you can make new memories Mm. so you know that's actually a tool to help people with ptsd it sounds so simple but like in it's just so funny because my therapist literally what you said is exactly what my therapist has told me to help me with my ptsd 
is I'll ruminate in the past, past memories, or um, I'll almost be like severely nostalgic where I'll think about a period of my life and like want to live back in that period of my life. And she's told me, she was like, okay, so you've had this, you've lost these friends, you've, you've lost these experiences in your life, or you've had these bad things happen. Well, how about let's make new friends? Let's make new experiences. Let's create new memories. And exactly what you said, you cannot live in the past. If your life is a book, you can't stay in chapter three or one or whatever, whatever chapter you're stuck in. You have to turn the page. Otherwise the book is never, you're never going to get to the end of the book. You're just going to be stuck there forever in the suck. And that's not, that's not the way to live your life. And I know, especially for people who have mental illness, that's a lot easier said than done, but it's possible. You know, I, I just, I believe that hope is attainable and recovery is possible every single day. And a lot of times, even someone who, you know, I battle mental illness, I have to wake up every day and choose that for myself. And some days it's easier, some days it's harder, but I have to choose recovery every day because I know that it's an illness that it's always going to be there. And until I continue to do something about it and help myself, um, then it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Like you said, like the book, like, I mean, your life is kind of like a book, like, like you, your book is here right now and some people have their last page already, mm. but you just don't want to accept it yet. But you just got to keep going with the pages. Like I have this joke with my friends. Like I'm going to make, I'm going to make a TV show called Isaiah's tale. Oh, I like <laughs> it's that. like, it's like, it's like, it's like our friend group and like what happens. And, and, and like some people, you know, you're just going to be friends with their entire life. And sometimes, sometimes it may not even happen, you know, but like you're living in the now and yesterday was yesterday. Can't change it. Tomorrow's tomorrow. You don't know what it is. So if you did get like a bad grade today on a test or like you're say your girlfriend or boyfriend broke, broke up with you, say your dog passed away or say like McDonald's got your order wrong. Uh, tomorrow it's going to be in the past and you're going to have to live with it. And willing to accept it is going to make you a stronger person than just keeping it there and thinking about it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, And two things I really want to touch on that you said, the bad grade on the test. I remember being in high school and college. And when I got a bad grade, my mental health would plummet. And I want to say this to all the students out there, your grades do not define you. Please never let your grades define you because they just, they don't, you are worth so much more than that. And guarantee you someday when you're old and laying on your deathbed, no one's going to come up to you and be like, remember when you failed that, that calculus test? Yeah, that sucked. Like no one's going to know that your life is not defined by that failed test or whatever it is. So, so please remember that and B something else that you touched on as well. I feel like in the mental health realm, especially we minimize breakups. Like, I I don't think people realize how heavy a breakup can weigh on someone. And so if you're someone that's also surviving a breakup, like you're surviving the suck literally of the breakup, I want you to know that it will be possible someday you will come out on the other side of this. And I can tell you that from very hard experience that I went through, but also it, it just, it's going to get better every day. 
And some days it's going to get worse. Some days it'll be better than others, but just continue to fight through that. Um, gosh, I, I love how you say in the McDonald's order. Some, sometimes <laughs> our books. Ice cream machine doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's just kind of like a little, ugh. but everyone, everyone's days are different. And the thing that ties us together is that we're all humans. We're all trying to survive the suck. That is life. And yeah. So just continue to take care of yourself. So Isaiah, as we're kind of wrapping things up here, what I ask this to every single person who comes on the podcast, it's kind of like my closing question. What would you tell anyone who's listening, who is currently surviving the suck and just needs some extra help? What would you tell them? Uh, like I said earlier, like when I wrote that thing down, I said, like what I said, uh, I'm going to recap a little bit. Do it for the people that didn't wake up today. Do it for the people that didn't get their first breath. Do it for the loved ones. Do it for you. And remember, it's okay to not be okay. And your book isn't over. Because like me, a lot of you guys still haven't found what you're looking for. Mm, yes, I love, love that. Because I feel what I hear in that quote is life is such a gift and it's been taken from so many people and you still have the opportunity to live it. So live it to the full. Yeah. Oh. yeah I'm going to marry Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What a note to end on. Oh my gosh. Isaiah loves Olivia Rodrigo. So Olivia, if you're listening to this contact Isaiah because he wants to marry you. So one day, one day it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Oh, well, Isaiah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and taking time out of your day to, to have this conversation. This has been awesome. I feel like I learned a lot from you. And I also feel like we touched on so many things that are so pertinent in today's world. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. it. Pleasure being here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Yeah. So months ago, I just have to tell the audience the story months ago, Isaiah I think I was scared of him at first because I was like, who is this kid? Like, he's so energetic and funny. And like, I was just like, I don't know if I can be friends with him. And then I started to get to know him through our tech program. And um, I was friends with a lot of his friends. And then we ended up just talking one day. And then I was like, you know what? We're going to go for a walk and talk. So I literally forced him to go on this walk and talk with me. And then he was scared of me at that point because he was like, well, what do you want? What do you mean a walk and talk? What, do you, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, I just want to get to know you. So we went for a walk. And um, what came out of that walk is we were like, okay, you're going to help more with the gray matters. Like you're going to be in a leadership role in the gray matters because I saw, I see still so much potential and you're just a great leader and friend. So I wanted him involved with the gray matters. But the second part of that is I was like, yep, you're going to be my podcast. So get ready. And so he eventually made it happen because I've been busy. He's been busy. But um, yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, it was fun too. <laughs> yes. So to all of you surviving the suck today, if anything that you take away from this podcast episode, do it for the people who aren't here anymore. Um, you know, even if that's just rolling out of bed in your morning, if that's all you can do and just try to get your feet on the ground and stretch and drink some water, do something for yourself that's the best thing you can do wherever you feel hope just continue to go there so we are rooting for you me and isaiah both are praying for you continue to survive the suck 
You got this today and every day because you matter. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Surviving the Suck Season 2 with Isaiah.